0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the
2: Cardiff Central Podcast. Hello, good evening and welcome to Cardiff Central. Uh, You're joined by me, Harley and Carwin. As ever, how are you doing, Carwin? Yeah, good thanks, mate.
1: Um, busy weekend, and now I'm pretty much off for the rest of the week. So it's quite quite exciting time, really. Oh, excellent! I, I mean, I'm on. I'm using up
2: annual leave before the, my contract ends as well, so it's it's it's, it's getting through. Um, just a quick reminder: we have a new Twitter handle. Which, if I was more prepared, I would have actually checked what the handle <laughs> is. But um, if you look for Cardiff Central Podcast, we are there, and we are. We are at Cardiff underscore central now uh, on, on X or Twitter. If you want to keep annoying Elon Musk by not using the correct name, Uh, we're on the Facebook page and allegedly on Instagram as well. I've never been on Instagram, so I do not know, but so that's it. And also feel free to check out the recording of this podcast on YouTube and all the other great rap stuff there. So, First of all, Carwin, before we before we go in, a bit of, bit of pleasantries. How how was your week? How did your weekend go?
1: Yeah, it was, it was all right, actually. Uh, Thursday night, I was working on um, Neath Bridgend, which was... Yeah, the conditions didn't help the game, I would say that, but a good win for Bridgend in the end. Um, shame for Neath that are still looking for their first win. Then moved on to Friday night... Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. Saturday then, I was back on, whoa, which was sat- Saturday now, Scarlet's. Oh, God, yeah, that was bad one as well. And then Sunday, I had the pleasure of uh, working in one of the trucks alongside the likes of Andrew Coombs and uh, Sean and Harry's on, um, on the game down there against Leinster, which, yeah, all in all, it was a pretty bleak weekend. I think Scrum 5 put out a, a post saying it was the... First time the regions had all lost at home uh on the same weekend. So um yeah, as far as bleak weekends go, it wasn't it wasn't the most positive, but I suppose of the regions, maybe we are the one that are the most positive. Is that a fair reflection the weekend? I it depends how you measure. I mean, Scarlet's maybe
2: because they have the they weren't they lost by the fewest points. But <laughs> yeah, I mean. When you when you think about how the Bulls squad and, you know how many people are tipping them to be competitors right at the end of these stages. Maybe we mm-hmm. should be a bit more co- positive. But then you could argue the same with Glasgow. Yeah. And the Ospreys, and obviously, I mean, Dragons, Leinster. We, we I, I, I don't want to go into it. But I mean, speaking of Dragons, Leinster, you, you, you were saying off off that you had a nice, you, you, you got a, you got a compliment from Andrew Coombs. Do you want do you wanna elaborate that on a little bit?
1: Oh, yeah, this is this is my claim to fame. But, um, yeah, it was essentially just spotting something that happened in the game, which is Dan Sheehan's bit of genius set up for all his try. Um, and if anyone wants to watch that back, watch it back, because it is brilliant. The knock-on from Rio Dai, he picks it up, off up the back door, touch-and-go whether it's forward or not, but escape that for the moment. He then tackles to the ground, gets up, runs all the way around the back of the... the the, the attack of the Leinster attack and get on the 15 channel, get the ball inside from Frawley to then create a two-on-one and put Frawley in at the corner. It is brilliant work, right? Um, one of those where, you know, you'll turn to young to, turn to young kids and be like, oh, you know, if you want to be a top-class plac- plac- open player, what's this moment? What's this from a hooker? It is brilliant. um But yeah, got a little compliment from Koozie for that. And um, people in the analysis booth, set it up but unfortunately due to TMO and communications issues we uh didn't get to run it at the end of the show so that was a bit frustrating but yeah. communication seems to be a running theme at the moment with the URC I don't know how you feel about that one
2: uh also we did have a lengthy discussion of it on the wrap but uh just recording just before this and yeah I, th- I think we're all of the same thing of when it's you know missing a penalty or a forward pass you know, that it's frustrating, but we've had somewhere they were missing foul play, we had the issue with uh, with us not being able to get pictures on the screen at at Cap in the first game, like Kevin Parker red cards, you know, Joe Roberts you know, a a very dangerous hit on Joe Roberts, out in South Africa was missed and, you know we it's, you know, we're going to flag these issues, I'm flagging these issues up because they're teams I'm invested in, but I know in the past we've had issues in Benetton where the the comms have gone down or there was no TMO. It's happened at Galway, you know, it's happened in Galway for Connacht Games. It's you know, it's it's frustrating, especially if we're trying to band around the tagline of best league. We do mm-hmm. need to like try and get these small bits Can We don't know if it's a communication issue. We did we did put a call out saying, Look, if anyone's involved behind the scenes in that sort of thing with the ref you know, use or whatever, you know, if they want to. Have, Send in something to explain how it works. Great, because we'd love to know. But yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, bit uh, possibly not the course. most frustrating thing for a Dragons fan that game. But I said we're not here. We're not here to <laughs> discuss them.
1: Yeah, we maybe will get on with that. It, it, it happened. Was it in the Cardiff game or the Scarlets game as well? i was trying to remember which game it was. There was a communications breakdown at one point where the ref might have to be changed. Just one small thing, and this isn't just shipping bang It isn't host broadcaster that runs that. It is a separate company. It's not BBC or S4C or RPE or anything like that. It is a separate company that runs the comms between the referees. But, um, yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit frustrating, I've got to be honest. Um, and yeah. I think the Osprey Sharks
2: game there. had it as well. So there's been there's been at least one example every round so far. Yeah. yeah so I said, it's, unfortunately, I've picked out a Welsh teams in all of them. They might have been in other games. It's just that I watched the Welsh games first. Yeah, sorry guys. I like, I like, I like what I, like, I try to watch every game in the URC, but that's some, nice. you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not being brought on. I don't give up Monday night to talk about those other games regularly, so I, I sort of focus <laughs> on the Russians first. Um, yeah, I, I don't watch every game. I must be honest. Though. I do watch the watch games all right,
1: all right.
2: <laughs> it, It's gotten a lot harder since I've become a dad. <laughs> After I tell you that, actually. um, yeah. So shall we move on to the to to Friday night? Mm. So Cardiff go down 1812 to the Bulls. It's a really frustrating game. I think it's a game where I found so many positives and so and but so many frustrations at the same time. Like for me, it was great that we saw that we finally saw the back line starting to click into place and we saw you know Halaholo and Lilo look like they're on their best, Halo managed Managed. With some weird triple side step and beat three defenders and get, get away Ray Lilo, knowing the laws well enough, well, or at least hoping that you get away with it well enough to, to score that, that breakaway try, scooping the ball yeah. to the back of the ruck. You know, um, you know, I don't think I'd have complained if it was disallowed, but I'm glad it wasn't.
1: Uh, if we, I, I was going to say we'll come back to that, but if we're starting with it, personally, I don't think that's a try. Um, just the understanding of those laws. Uh the referee said that there were weren't two balls playing in that ruck. In my opinion, there were because were two involved in the tackle that then that preceded the ruck. So in my understanding the, that the, is th- two.
2: <clears throat> the thing is you don't count anyone who's on the floor. So I don't because they weren't on their feet, you could say they weren't on their feet. That's still a tackle. I think for it to be a ruck, you need to have the players coming over.
0: I think Um, that's where he's
2: been a bit lenient Yeah I I do agree it seems wrong It was a bit like that Lewis Rees-Samit Not a knock-on try In the Six Nations a couple of years ago It's like like, I see why it's right But at the same time it just looks wrong But again I'm I'm happy for Lilo to get a a thing I thought celebrations around Hollow's Hendricks game for Cardiff as well I thought that was done very well no, so, yeah, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to boost a load of positives up, and then we'll we'll go into some of the issues later. But, but yeah, you know
1: those two. It was brilliant, and you know, I think uh, Matt Sherrick came out post game and spoke about how Lilo seemed like he was back to close to his best, which is <laughs> astonishing. At is he's only thirty six. You know, I I keep on aging him about a few four or five years and say he's about forty two. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, he is only. 36, you know, it was, in terms of cardiac players, that's a uh, spring chicken, that's how far Felicia we were looking on. And um, but he's I think he's I think he's superb on the weekend. Halaholo, Hollow likewise. Um, he had his odd moment. Obviously, uh, you mentioned that triple step, which was beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching that on replay and the trucks back and forwards, back and forwards constantly. That was lovely to see. Um, also instrumental in uh the yellow card that was issued to the Bulls that obviously had a quite big influence in the next 10 minutes as well. So um yeah, they were a huge positive in that game. But there were a couple of other things I thought Jacob Beetham played well, considering he's mm. not played much. Um and coming back into a side, and Harry Millard, we had a discussion about whether or not he's a wing or not. He was superb on the wing on the weekend. I, I,
2: I thought both, I both thought both him and Grady had them brilliant. Really yeah. I thought Grady, I, I didn't realise Grady was that good under the high ball. Mm. Like, I thought he was really good, like as a, as it sort of aerially.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. I thought, and I thought, you know, we were we were discussing the pod a couple of episodes ago. Like, do we do you risk bringing, beat in when when it's played so well, and now you like. Oh hang on! This is going to be this is going to be a hell of a battle. I'm looking forward to watching this over the season now, seeing who wins, who get who gets, him and then wins because they are because you know you were like, oh well, he's not played in a while. Is he going to be? I don't know. Brilliant. I thought it was excellent. I thought you saw his physicality helped as well. Mm. You know he was almost playing like a centre at times. So you know actually against that big balls team was was quite helpful. I Thought the pack for the most part did right. I thought Litric had another good out, another solid outing. Yeah, you know the scrum started to buckle after about forty-five minutes, but I mean, Hilker Lowe is an amazing prop. Like, he just is. Like you know, you're gonna get problems. and like the rest of them aren't. And you know, both their hookers. Speaking of hookers, I thought um both of ours, so Evan Daniel and um Ethan Lloyd. I thought I thought they had really good showings, considering like one it's one's first start and the other one's first game. Not, uh, all right, it um, wasn't perfect, it wasn't perfect in the line-out and things, but I thought as far as
1: the first couple of games, that's that's not bad. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there, um, but because I thought, I did think Evan Daniel played well, I was surprised he was taken off as soon as he was, if I'm honest. Mm. I think he was taken off before 50, or just on 50. Um, um, I can double-check that now, thanks to uh,
2: CRFC fans' uh, stats pages. Yeah, because um... yeah, I do quite like him. Yeah, so f- he was taken off on the fiftieth minute. So that yeah. was a f- that was um yeah him Corey Domachowski and Teddy Williams all taken off. So I think it was just a injection of pace type thing. Yeah, I was a bit surprised at
1: that. I thought Teddy was playing a good game and has had a good start. The mm, I was surprised because
2: I feel like Teddy was a sort of I if I, I was going to take either the second rows off, probably would have been Thornton, not necessarily because he was playing bad, but because I feel like keeping Teddy there gives you that extra sort of aggression. You know, I was saying I said. Yeah, you know, for me, he's probably the closest we've had to a Bradley Davis in a while, in terms of quite an abrasive second row. Uh, you know, I, it, I mean, I mean, this is no this disrespect is to Bradley.
1: Sorry, I mean, there's no disrespect to Bradley, but he's a more skillful Bradley Davis as well. Oh, he's more skillful.
2: I, mm. I'm surely it's this one aspect team. Yeah. I think Cardiff missed is we missed our, you know, homegrown aggressive bastard second row, and I yeah. think Teddy Williams has got that, got that, got that ability. Plus the ability, plus all the skill side, which you know is kind of what people were hoping for years for, with Seth Davis, but I think I think we've just got to accept he is a wonderful athletic skillful lock. But he's not necessarily our, you know the hard nosed edge we want him to be.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I, I and you know, that is perfectly fine as long as you've got like a Teddy Williams and you've got Tamani there.
1: I I thought I thought Teddy was really good up at Domichowski was really good. I was surprised I don't know if We're going to talk about subs throughout this, this, I think, because the subs did have a huge impact or, in some cases, lack of impact on the game. And (laughs) um, Yeah, I I was surprised those three players were taken off. Ethan Lloyd, his first line-out, there was that whole kerfuffle around him shifting constantly to try and get on the Cardiff side. Balls shifting up as well at the same time. And then he eventually threw it and it was about... Two yards squint. Let's be honest with you, that, that line out here. He just lost all faith in his own throwing ability. He is a converted back thrower. He will take time. We've seen with Derry Lake he's um, you know, his throwing is still a work in progress, and he's a converted back yeah. rower as well. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, people really rate Ethan Lloyd and think he's got a lot to give. I spoke to Griff yeah. Griffiths about him, and, and you know, he's talking about how talented he is. So I'm, I'm excited to see where he grows, just I think it would have been a lesson learned sort of thing. You know, the bulls immediately put pressure on him on the lineup, put a front jumper in and said, right, you're nervous. We're going to take advantage of that. And um, it, I think so far this season, the use of subs has been a talking point more than I would expect it to. Yeah. Mm. Um, especially when you talk about thinner squads, et cetera, et cetera. We've, we've spoken about it a number of times, not using subs, and it's made sense. And this time, I feel like certain subs were brought on too too early, or just... But then, it's it's it's, it's a Harry Linesaw situation, isn't it? If if yeah. those subs come on, Seth Davis comes, sc- sc- comes on, scores two tries, you know, kicks a drop goal or whatever, something Seb Davis can do, you know, yeah. then... Then we're talking about the genius that is Matt Sherrett, but in this instance, it didn't quite work out, and um, perhaps it wasn't the right time to do it. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I mean, I see they they'll have all their laptops and stuff, and they'll be looking at effort, and you know, is you know, are they you know, are they carrying as effectively the rucks? I mean, without without that sort of data or how they qualify it, we don't know. I thought. <laughs> Around the park, I thought Evan Lloyd was quite good. I said that, you know, I did want to qualify. I thought he did well for a debut. I You know, I it would be nice if he had a better line-out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, let's be fair. I mean, if you're grading on the curve of Cardiff hookers, one-squint one squ- throw isn't too bad. I mean, according to stats, we only lost the one. That was the only line-out we lost. So that's good. And we did steal one, which was quite cool. That's something you don't see often from a Cardiff pack.
1: What, uh, there's it's good really, line out uh, jumpers there now. Alex Mann is a tertiary line out option, or, well, whatever quad option is. You know, if you add it to Tamani or Seb at eight, or even when he's back at eight. So, you know, there's, there's good line jumpers there and good options. I think that's that's an area that could be a real strength this season. Um, it's, yeah, I think the
2: thing that uh, frustrated me is the one, one of our biggest strengths towards the end of last season and the start of this season has been our mall and we only actually mm. went to the mall once.
0: Mm.
2: I know you had this big balls pack and they were going to, you know, there's going to be issues, but we didn't really even try. I mean, even if it's just bringing in some of the balls players just to make some more space, you know, if you give Hannah Hollow and Lilo that little bit of, you know, that one next one less person in the defensive line, they're going to take advantage. Um, Yeah. I thought that the handling errors, I think were the things, the thing probably my biggest downs negative. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the terrain. I don't know if it was a bit greasy or anything out there. Um, don't know if you you in the truck would have known, would have been able to give us some insight on that. But it just seemed like too many. I don't know, don't know if it was because the passes were bad, because they'd had some croissants before, or I mean, I thought it looked to me. Just think about it. Players were just that half a yard, not too far forward or too far back. You know, it was still not quite sinking up.
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of things. I, you the know, Conditions weren't perfect. It was cold, it was murky, but they were good enough that players of that standard should be able to catch those balls. I think Tamani dropped a couple where he'd overran it, a couple where the ball just wasn't where he was expecting it, or if he was expecting it, full stop. Um, and there are a couple of others. It, it just, it was frustrating to watch. And uh, it was a theme of the weekend, but, but that that particularly, there was a game to be won there, and I feel Cardiff's errors stopped that realistically ever being, until the last minute or so, being a possibility.
2: Yeah, I mean the big the big one that kept, like obviously going with the handling errors was that ball which got passed out. Um, I think it was between Lilo and Halaholo, Hala, and they couldn't you know, it wasn't. Pass in such a way that they knew who was getting that ball, and in the end, De Klerk got the ball and ran ran in from what 60, 65 meters. It was, yeah. You know, and you just say like that, and you you're just like well, that almost feels like a fourteen, you know, at least a ten point turnaround because you feel like we could have pressured for a pe- at least a penalty there. And
1: yeah, just, I mean, it
2: was it was nice seeing us break up, you know, actually in our own twenty two breaking wide. And, you know, we got a lot of change up the right-hand side, you know. One led to a yellow card, another one led to a penalty. You know, I know some people were complaining that pull-back, you know, why is why is the deliberate knock-on a yellow card, not the other one? No. <clears throat> I don't know, for me. For me, I think, like, the the yellow card, the, for the deliberate knock-on seemed more obvious line break than pulling back, because it looked like the plate Lilo got pulled back before... Um, I think it was Millard, wasn't it? Who was willing was looking to pass, so that might have been. Well, no, you've, you've committed a penalty because you've pulled him back.
1: But, I, but I I think that one is more likely to be a yellow card. You know, we spoke about it off part about the Dragons situation with Matt Screech. Similar for me, I think that one, the pullback is a yellow card if the previous yellow card hasn't already been given. Yeah, they're both cynical. I think they're both yellow cards personally. That the one thing that hampers it a little bit, if I'm honest, is Lilo slightly makes a meal of it rather than just getting on with it and trying to track on. And if I'm completely frank, I think w- whether subliminally or not, the referee has realised that it's a 36 year old centre running in and not a Damien Penno or a Will Jordan. If that's the case, I think he gives a yellow card because of who's on the inside and the pace of that player, which I, I think yeah, is wrong. I feel like if that was Mason Grady on
2: the inside, you'd be like. <clears throat> but I mean, Lilo did show how much pace he had <laughs> to, yeah. to get no, a break it's, out there. It's, it's, it's not. not it's, I agree. I, 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 no, I think, agree. I it's definitely. I, I, I I think think and you can hit with props and being penalised in the scrum as well, where like, a ref just has an idea in their head whether it's reality or not.
1: Yeah. Um yes. I, I I'm not saying that's why card across the game. I'm not saying that at all. I just the, the, for me, they're both yellow card, they're both cynical infringements that have ha- tried to hamper illegally hamper an uh, offensive attack where a line break opportunity is there. Therefore, I think they both should be yellow cards. That's that, that's my two pets on it. I, yeah. Yeah, no, I we might as well move on. That's that's just you know
2: Yeah, I think I said i, I this yeah I don't particularly like them with refereeing Jack because I actually thought as much as I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of Sam Grove White and his of his interpretations. Mm. I thought he did. I don't think he necessarily got any decisions wrong. I mean, we we spoke about two contentious ones either way, and I probably wouldn't have complained or been happy either way. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, my, my my issue with with Sam Grove White is I feel like he's a referee who's not his the way he looks at a break looks at breakdowns isn't necessarily the way Cardiff wants. So if, when Cardiff were winning turnovers cleanly, he started to give us more change when we turned over. But when we were just trying to get the turnover for a penalty, he seemed to be a little bit more. I mean, that Mason Grady penalty, I, I personally think he went straight for the ball. I don't know if that was a call from the touch judge. But, I mean, look, that, that, that was his call. I, I'm not saying we lost the game
1: because of that. I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with that. Without, without going more into it, I think that was a, an interesting call. But um yeah, look, there were you speak about mistakes and handling errors. The the time is to be uh offload off the floor, which then goes to um the winger to sorry, what was the winger's name to score into the posts? It wasn't created oh. well, wasn't it? Um
2: <laughs> uh you had the clerk and pap uh paper the scrum off. The clerk thank
1: you. Um so the yeah, the offering
2: the clue was the one, one where it's just sort of bounced in midfield.
1: Yeah, where it seems like turns to be as trying to flick it up. And if he if he gets that pass to whoever's running through, I think it's it might be Lilo. Lilo's and in, in. There is an open gap there to go through, but unfortunately the ball goes to the Clerk, the clerk goes into the sticks, and as we mentioned, that's like a 14-point turnaround. Uh, one thing to mention as well, you know, we're we we we're, we're critical of Cardiff and things like that, but that first strike of Papier is poetry in motion from the Bulls. The offload up, out the back of the, you know, the in-out, uh, sorry, the out-in on Harry Millard to get then the opportunity to suck it's into like, the it's that,
2: first pa- it's that first pass wide, and again, that comes oh. from a mistake of a loose kick, but that first, yeah. that first pass, what was it, from 15 to 15?
0: Yeah, but
2: then and off... That- yeah, it was it, was, it was a glorious, like when when I'm watching next weekend's Viola player, I fully expect that to be up on one of the tries of the round Normally, yeah, because yeah. it was so good. Yeah. I think it was against us, but...
1: So good. You know, the out to win offload out the back door, um, or oh, sorry, over the shoulder, then the chip over the top. Okay, I think Creedle's doing it for himself, but it works out perfectly for Papio scores. It's absolutely brilliant play. And... Um, you know, we're not here to praise the opposition, but at the same time, when it's when it's worthy and do worth doing, because um, if you're going to talk about the moment of quality in that match, I think that's where it was. Um, you know, Lilo's Lilo Lilo's insight and cleverness to go for that option. There was a couple of brilliant runs from Harry Millard as well, but that moment was so brilliant. I thought. Um, I thought the grade. Yeah. I
2: thought the build-up and everything involved in the Grady try as well. But on like mm. going back to a Cardiff descent, you know that was when you saw the defence clicking and passes going to hand, and you're mm. pulling them out. We pulled them out left, and we pulled them out right. And then Grady had the space. Then in the left-hand corner, it was, you know, you could see what Sherat trying to. You know, we we mentioned last week about Cardiff seeming to be more of a ten-man rugby team. Here, we it was more. This is what we expect. This is what from Cardiff. This is what we expect from Jockey a jockey coach team so that was quite pleasing I and mean, he did say in his post-match that um you know he felt that like in the scarlet's game he maybe played within ourselves and not expressed so he said look you're gonna have more handling errors with this game but hopefully you know hopefully we'll get a bit better
0: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah it, it overall there's a lot of positives i think for me the problem is is it's yet another like you know like you you wouldn't have to stretch yourself too far to say we should be four from four. Like you could see four from four for Cardiff, and these are you know this is probably once again we've probably got an easier front loading of our games. All right, but I yeah. say ball because I would say ball's probably the most difficult that we we're playing. Like for me, I feel like derby games should be closer of the coin because all the regions are in a similar situation. Benetton that was a game we should have won like we should have put far more points on them in the first half this game again thing you know on the back half you know we're going we're hosting Leinster and Connor and we're going away to Munster and Ulster you know they're going to be they're gonna be hard games we're going away to Glasgow we don't do well up there it's you know I do feel like we should have got more out of this heat, this these this first block but
1: I I think there's a couple change, of I'll, I'll it. I think both eastern regions will feel the same. I think you know Dragons. What was it for their first five at home? They've had three of them so far. They've got Ospreys next week. Um, <laughs> bar the Munster game, they could have won um, two of those games. They are, you know, they were unlikely to beat Lancer at home, but they should have beaten Edinburgh. They should have beaten. They could have beaten Cardiff had they had that win to bounce off in the first instance. And Cardiff similarly should have beaten Benetton, then, then beat Dragons. Then there's the Scarlet's game, then there's this game. Uh, it's, it's, I think if you're a Scarlet's fan, well, up until this weekend, you probably thought, oh, we won the games that we could have won. If you're an Ospreys fan, you're yeah. thinking the Connaught second half was really good, first half yeah. terrible. Then you've got a couple of Performances after the bat, it's it's a bit of woulda, shoulda, coulda situation again, and um it seems to be a running theme a little bit with the regions. And I don't know if that's you know, partly all the regions have lost a lot of experience. Um, and maybe that has had an impact because they would you know listen to any top-level coach, any top-level player, they will talk about experience wins you games or experience wins you championships, and that has I think in some instances been noticeable, um, knowing what to do at the right moment. You know, you get players coming in having a rush of blood, whether that be whether that be with a red card, for instance, in week one, whether that be with coming on on the weekend in your first performance, trying to have a huge input influence on in the game, like Adam Robson was trying to do, having not played it for weeks, have, trying to have a huge input, and in my opinion, trying to do too much. All these things, it's difficult, isn't it? I think, um, yeah, we're, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the words to voice it without yeah. um, sounding too frustrated. But it is, it, it just, it might be the situation that we're in for a couple of seasons. Sorry, I've caught you just as you're coughing, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably end up referring back to this because it was one of Charlotte's first interviews when since we got announcers um, head coach or interim head coach whatever it is I think it's just head coach isn't it mm. um, you know he said this season is effectively a write off you know he didn't say that in those words but he basically said this is going to be a hard season we are going to be develop. you know we're going to be looking at developing players we're probably going to lose a couple more at the end of the season so we want to work out where do we need to pull from the academy what where are we going to Find game times for these players. Get you know, who are we def. You know who are we making sure definitely you've got signed on. I mean it's. I said it on the wrap pod. Um, again, mention it because it's still fresh in my head. You know, like I feel like the regions probably would have coped better with the WRU's cut in budget had it been announced at the start of last season, not right towards the end, because they would have had the time to make to make plans and actually say, right, this these are my priorities.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah sorry hopefully my child, isn't, oh, my child isn't coming through on the mic there uh, <laughs> bless her, she's, she had one very good night's sleep so therefore she now needs three nights of uh, utterly terrible um, <laughs> yeah I think I, I agree with you it's just really frustrating because you can see we're, we're almost there but not quite and I feel like you, you look at some of these games and you're like but if it was this team we were playing against Playing like that, we're not going to do. It. Even if we cut out some of the mistakes, I don't know if we we beat them. I I think trying too hard is a different thing. I mean, one fun thing looking at the thing and it tells you um, total game time in minutes based on like competitive rugby, and we have um, almost double the balls. The problem is, is we've got lots of experience in like you know. So it says here we've got sixty-two thousand old competitive minutes. Eleven of those, eleven thousand of those are right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a sixth of our experience. And then you know, like Thomas is, is is you know huge, Rory Thornton, Ellis Jenkins, Seb, you know, big names. But then you've got people like Jacob Beetham has played 81 minutes of competitive rugby. Um Rhys Littrick has played 80 because he's come off the bench when he started last week and came off the bench the week before. Evan Daniel's only, you know, and it's a lot. You know, it feels a little bit more spread out. I mean, Aker van they've put us 108 minutes, which I'm guessing is purely used in the balls, experience in the balls, because he definitely played a lot more than that for sale. Wilker or well, you know, again, a big reason why we started to lose our slip on that game was the scrum. And, you know, yeah. Wilker Lowe, big shout out, 18 minutes for a tight end prop is huge. Like, it is a huge effort. And he was, you know, and it's not like he was just, Showing up scrums he was hitting mucks and making tackles and carrying you know he he did very well I'm a big fan of it I'm you know I I, I did call a couple of people out on it for it but um you know saying well Liter- when they were saying about Reece Litterick getting a yellow card up Kenzie Mathias saying yeah but you know who's more likely to be causing a problem the third choice proper at Harlequins who can't get in the main team or or Wales international and you're like Wilco Lowe, I'm so encouraged, are two really good tight end props. You know, Wilco Lowe just showed the reason why Littrick couldn't get into that Queens team. Because if you've got Wilco Lowe for the whole season, you're going to pick him. Again, so don't don't want to be praising the opposition all the time, but I thought he
1: was very good. He, he was, yes, and did his bread and butter, which is something South African props seem to... I'm a huge Malherba fan. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant tight end, and um, they're not expected to do all this flash and dab stuff. They're just told, right, scrums. That's it. That's all you Push do. Push hit rucks. That's all That's yeah. all want Sorry, to do. I am simplifying it. Obviously, they do hit rucks. Yeah. They do, you know, do other stuff as well. But, yeah.
2: but it's it's you know, their, their job it's is very room. much this this gritty, unseen work. We don't need you in the 15 meter channels doing wide passes. We don't need you making. 30 yard carries. We want you to get the basics, then. We've got players who can do that. And it, you know, it was, you know,
1: Tag Furlum obviously changed the game a little bit. That was how it used to yeah. be in the sort of the Alan Jones era. But um, when he came along, everyone sort of thought, oh, no, we need the typeheads to be type doing more. And it's quite nice to see typeheads who just do typehead stuff. Um, I, I'm a little bit on the, on the carry side of things, you know, carries coming on. I'd like to see him having a little bit more impact than he did scrum wise, you know, in terms of positive impact, you know, it was quite negative after that. Um, And you mentioned Wilco playing a full 80. Wilco is a phenomenal scrimmager and not belittling that at all, but he must be tiring at some point during that 80 minutes. Yeah. And that's when you would think that the fresh legs could have an impact. Um, You know, I do think the bench did, you know, carry one brilliant bust through midfield. Obviously, the offload at the back door nearly nearly created a try. But there has to be, you you know, you do have to get your bread and butter done. And, um, that's something that has been turning gradually with Carrie. He has been improving in that aspect, and I think it, yeah, it's yeah. Still, but it still needs to improve again. And I, I don't think... I think the weekend would have been a learning curve for him. There are plenty of props that Wilco will make a mockery of in a scrum. There are plenty, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's an easy job, but there's still still space for him to grow still, and um, hopefully he does that, because you know, otherwise he's a very talented rugby player and can still grow. Um, the the other things yeah the, the the whole game as a whole where where do you think it stands with Cardiff fans are you you we sort of talked about it going through it but are you looking at that thinking missed opportunity then especially at the end of the game where there might actually be a realistic opportunity to win that
2: yeah yeah i mean i think just watching the balls play throughout the game it looked i know they've got one more week left and i don't want to accuse them of not 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 wanting to play or anything like that. I'm sure they did. but there was just a, a feel about that ball's team that they were already on their on the plane home back to South Africa. Mm. and you know, it was a case of you know it was almost like they they were just a bit fed up of being away from home. and you know they they're really human. that's that's perfectly acceptable. I mean it. I mean, some people pointed out that it's not necessarily the strongest, but it's still... I mean, Bulls don't have a weak side, I think. I think they are in that... In terms of, like, full squad, they are up there in, in terms of total squad strength. Yeah. And you looked at it, and I feel like they were, we caused them a lot more problems than they caused us. I feel. Other than at scrum. And I think they drive them all got... Although even then, they are driving all We managed to solve... solve managed to problem-solve and get away to... Get hands in on that. It was, again, this thing. I was just so frustrated because it's a yet another game where we've lost by a handful of points. I mean, my one positive is the one thing I did say is I wanted us to be picking up losing bonus points if we're not winning. Yeah. So we've lost three games, but we've picked up three bonus points. And because of that, we're ahead of the oh, that, you know, nah. All right. I've got higher aspirations than being ahead of the Scouts. But the point is, we've both won one game. We've managed to. Keep those losing, but get those losing bonus points. I like yeah, a gonna... few more tries as well.
1: Yeah, ideally, I... but yeah, I was just going to mention what was your score prediction again? Didn't you say uh, balls by eight by 15 or something like that? I... I said balls by 15. So for me, actually, this is
2: this is yeah. like it, it's a weird one. Like they bettered my expectations, but it's one of those things of you, you, you come up these predictions Monday mm-hmm. night. Then the teams get announced, and then you think, alright, maybe yeah, change that. <laughs> but ultimately it's 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 on the pitch. And looking on that pitch, I felt Cardiff were playing above themselves, and I felt balls were playing a bit beneath themselves.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, they're
2: that. looking like if a few more of passes went to hand, you know, if, if that you know, you don't get that 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 decalok try, which basically just picks up a free ball, then all of a sudden you're looking they're much you know, you're looking at a much closer, healthier scoreline. Maybe we're not giving away those rush penalties. Yeah. You know, maybe we're not forcing it, which allows that break, which caused the Grady, the, you know, the Grady penalty, whether you agree with it or not, which, you know, puts them instead of three points in the lead, six points in the lead. Mm. And then all of a sudden, then it's do or die. We have to get get a converted try when it was, well, whilst we were down and then we we're only three points ahead, we could have knocked a penalty over and then tried to get back up because a draw is still good in this league you know,
0: yeah.
2: getting, getting a couple of draws will, you know, that's two, ma- that's two table points that will get you, you know, that's going to help push you up certainly more than a losing bonus point. Though. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. I, I, I think that was, I think my bit, that was more of my issue is like, I, I like the fact we're playing expansive, but at times it felt like we were chasing a game, which we didn't need to chase. You know, we were playing like we were much further behind than we were. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it's the force passes like right? pass it, you know, it was up, you know, those two those two breaks down the right wing I mentioned, where we got two penalties and a yellow card out of, that was on because of how much the balls were flooding in for those kick for those kickoffs to try pin us back and we were able to get it out quickly. But when you're like there, and you're like, right, let's get this ball away quickly. And no one's set or, you know. Maybe you just need a couple more seconds to get into shape. That's where I think we let ourselves down.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, and part of that um, does come down to experience in terms of halfbacks and the lack of time they've had in the league, I think, and the, particularly the tens, well obviously the tens because Carlos is playing none. But Tynus is still on this learning curve. You know, you've, you've got good moments, you've got poor moments, and it, it's still this inconsistent wave that you see throughout a game for Tynus. Arwell, obviously, I, I spoke about that, you know, he was, he was trying to do too much, he was trying to, do, you know, he, was, he was trying to get 50, no, to two kicks, he trying to get a 50-22 where um, they were um, doable kicks, but maybe just poorly executed, and didn't actually have to be attempted at that time. Um,
2: and, and yes, because
1: they they were the ones that went out on the fall, weren't they? And it was a bit
2: they had a couple of yeah, kicks out on the full and it was... Yeah, there was one out on the
1: fall. There was one that was just uh, just landed harmlessly around the ten meter line. Um, so it, it, it's it's as well his kicking out of hand wasn't the best that day, I think that's fair to say. I think he didn't have his best best showing, and I'm a big fan of him. I've been really excited to see him this year. Um yeah. but clearly has some work to do. The 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 other thing to mention that we haven't mentioned we've been full of praise of the Bulls is uh a certain Welsh qualified number 24, Cameron Hanneken Because yes. Um as as I said, uh, I was
2: yeah, he's 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 living up to the hype. I mean every mm. game I've seen them in, like, and the bulls the balls aren't exactly short on it because you've got Elric, you've got Elric Loh as well, who, who's a decent thing. Although I think they've moved him more to making him more of a blindside or you know, their number seven to basically to accommodate he- Heineken. Got Ninzan Car there as well. You know, former former wasp man. It's you know, that's that's a hell of a back row to get to stand out in. And he is mm. doing it. And when when we're talking about um yeah. You know, talking about like Wales we're not we're not blessed with like fantastic ball carriers he look he looks tidy um you know the question is is who's going to end up so who who is Gatling going to tell to sign him yes. you never you know hopefully being from South Africa you might be able to get them a bit cheaper than you necessarily would coming from France because their their salaries are a little bit a fair bit lower to the understand standard.
1: it's it's I'm you know, looking at it from the outside, it's obvious which, in my opinion, it's obvious which club should be going out for him. Um, you know, Scarlet's been crying out for a number eight since Carnival Phony left. If I, you know, if, if I was down there, I'd be screaming out for it. But um, you know, Cardiff, obviously, depending on what happens with Vanita, it would be lovely to have him there. But um, well, there's the likes of Seb being trialed there and uh, obviously Tamani yeah. and McKenzie
2: oh, Martin coming man. through, yeah, Big Mac, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, James Botham. I actually quite rate. I quite rate him as an eight. Yeah, i
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that like, desperate to get, but I'd, I'd love to see him in a wheel in the future because he looks a talented, talented player. Um, a couple of runs that he did on the weekend were special. Um, footwork, pace, power, just general. Just lung bust not lung busting runs. Just these impact runs. The sort of you know, uh, real direct, real. You know the way real direct runs, full of like pace and intent, and trying to bust the line. Not necessarily power, but that's just, but power. has got that extra power outage as well. It's just yeah, yeah I like I like it's, this. Sorry, it's, I guess. The dynamism, Yes, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you
2: know, yeah, yeah. There's a real rush of it. I like. Yeah, as yeah. I said, I thought so it's brilliant. I think. I think we basically covered all well, that game. I mean, it was quite low scoring, but actually, I thought, thinking back and looking back, I hated it as a Cardiff fan. Going back to attach myself, watching it back, just as someone who likes rugby, it was a really good game for the score. Uh, yes, yeah. the, yes, the the handling errors were annoying, but it was some very. You know, I just said for that first sort of forty-five minutes, I thought the scrummaging was really good from both sides.
0: Mm,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think it, it was a good game. It was yeah, a good I, game. I, I I enjoyed it. And Cardiff um, look outclassed. That's the main thing. If you compare yeah. that to Scarlet, I know mean, Scarlet playing out in South Africa versus playing at home against the South African side, it's can chalk and cheese. But they are the same team that you're playing against. And if you compare that nature, Scarlet's playing out in in the balls being outclassed versus Cardiff weren't outclassed on the weekend. I think that's. That's an important thing to note, and um, long may it continue. Also, I did want to mention. I can't remember what my prediction was, but I think I did say balls by five or six. But I can't remember I which think I
2: said. You said a losing. You said we'd get a losing bonus point. I don't know if you nailed down a, an exact score. I, I I probably should start writing it down, but we probably won't. But yeah, I'm I meant, think to, I'm meant to. listen then. back. Yeah, I meant to listen back, But um, I suppose yeah, you that can, you 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 you've earned the smugness there. You've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've earned that
1: one. I was I was going to use that as a segue into this week then um, and the predictions for this weekend because normally you'd say zebra that's a that's a winnable game they can't win a game but
0: 12
1: mm. yeah this is the charts
2: this this is the thing and zebra are really good and they, you know this I think this is their first game first game of the four where where they didn't score four tries yeah. Um, you know they they, they put they you know they they're a decent but you know they've got some decent decent players in there and a bloke called Tiff. I've been unfair to Tiff I just it, it, I just I can't believe that anyone is actually called Tiff. It's, it just it just makes it just makes me chuckle every time I see it. Same as the um what was it Charlie Tickham at the Scarlets. It just I I'm that immature. I just it makes me chuckle every time I see or see or hear it. Um yeah. It's every, I said I think Zebra might sneak it because I think they're going to be very, you know, they're going, to, they've gotten that win monkey off their back now. You know, not winning forever.
0: Mm.
2: I think it's going to be quite close. Maybe hopefully high scoring. I'd quite like to see us get two losing bonus points if if we do lose. Ideally a win. But I think I think it's going to be one of those games that comes down to the wire, and I think you know one team might score one or two, and then the other team hits straight back. It's going to be. I think it's gonna be a bit messy, to put it politely. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping Cardiff proved me wrong. They have proved me wrong most weeks so far.
1: I think it could be a good watch. I'm um in, in some ways I agree there could be a lot of errors and a lot of tries scored off errors. And I think that's gonna be a big part is who takes the opportunities, who takes their chances, because there are gonna be opportunities on the weekend. Um I still think Cardiff should be too strong for Zebra, and perhaps that's a little bit of previous season syndrome. Not that that's really a thing, but if you know what I mean, is in harking back to the history and the you know it's uh, you know, going down to Zebra and, and you know don't lose at Zebra. That sort of that sort of I um, thinking, but it's a, it's a really important game I think for both sides. You know, yeah. Zebra really. I want to prove it's not a flash in the pan um, because the Sharks are bad. Like, the Sharks are bad at the moment. Yeah. They were terrible against... I mean, they're of the URC. And uh, they, they, I, I, I don't mean to belittle Observer's game, but it was huge for them. And the scenes afterwards were brilliant to see. It's so good to see them winning a the game and showing the progress as they... You know, finally getting the reward of that progress we've seen at the start of the season. You know, the performance against Ulster. Etc. Yeah. Um. But the sharks are a bad side, so it's it's about um Ze- zebra now backing that and showing that they can perform against a side that are a little bit more cohesive in Cardiff. I think okay, I think that's fair to say. And um, for Cardiff, it's a little bit like getting over the line. I I don't care how how a win is procured, just so long as it is because. We've mentioned the frustrations of the last few weeks and and um, better than before that. It's about just crossing the line. If 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 that's a one try, 69 like it was at um, at Rodney Parade, take it because yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I'd take a three 0 I yeah I, would, yeah, I would take a. I would take a drop. Thomas Williams deciding that he does want to play ten, doing a drop for <laughs> a laugh at the start of the game, and then no other points being scored. That would, that for me would be great because then it sets us up. I, I at least was. gives us some confidence, ready to have Stormers and Scarlets at home before Europe going into Europe. Which I don't know about you. For me, Europe I think is just going to be a banter banter session. Just go in four games, just have a laugh. Don't worry about it.
1: I I would I like it to be the I'd like it to be um, marked in similar way to the uh, Toulouse and Tarian games were. Yeah. That's that's one thing I would say. Because um, one of the things that's that what I'm weekend, saying.
2: Banter, a bit of laugh. Let's just, just go full banter, and I think it will get people in.
1: Yeah, just get the support behind the signs because um, this is a team that is growing and is not going to be the finished article this season, as we've seen. Well, so far, um, I was going to say week in, week out, but i don't see it so far. But the I did want to bring up one thing that I mentioned last week. Would you, in terms of changes, is this the week that you change and give Ben Thomas a chance at 10 because of how well Hala Hollow and Lila went in the centres? Because I'd like to see Ben Thomas starting but I don't see who you drop from the other two. This is this is
2: the thing. I, If I'm going to try Ben Thomas at 10 and do you know what, this is a game where I think actually Ben Thomas could be worth, because I don't know if it's I don't know if they want to try and get our Robson playing properly, but I'd be tempted to stick with the beer because I feel like every time, every minute he's had with, the, with you know, with in that team next to Thomas and, and and Willis, he's starting to look click more and he's starting to get how the other players are. And yes, he had a few offers, but you know, we saw his, we saw the attacking game side of continues de Beer come out last week. You know, whereas mostly we've been praising his kicking game, you know, and kicking, because that's something he can control. Basically, as long as he gets the ball off the nine, he can kick. That mm. doesn't necessarily rely around on, like right, the wingers to an extent because you want the chase. I mean, that might be part of the reason why we had to go more expansive is because we didn't have many of the wingers. Like, if you don't have a Cabango or a Josh Adams or a Summerhill, something of that just lightning pace to get down the field, kicking loose is, yeah, as we saw with the fir- the, fir- the Papier dry. It you know, kicking loose it leaves you in a world of shit if you can't get a chase. Um yeah. I would like to see I mean I'd quite like to see him, but if if for me if Ben Thomas is gonna have a run at ten, I'd be bringing him off the bench. Personally. I think, you know, maybe maybe if we get to a point and like there's nothing to when we get to, I don't I hate hate the thought of getting to the end of the season and having nothing to play for. But maybe that's when you start doing those. But or maybe the argument is no, chuck him in in a big game because if he is in match long term plans at ten, he's got to show it in the big games.
0: It's yeah. It's
2: really wish I know I've got I've I've basically firmly wedged that fence at 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 me there there but I'm inclined to go same again. Okay. I don't really see too much. I mean, maybe you know, maybe start Seb over. Rory again. No offense to Rory but it'd just be, it'd just be not, I'd like to see Teddy and and Seb build on that that relationship a bit more. I think the back row. I'm really really liking how that back row. I think Man Jenkins Ellis and um, Tamani is really not this a really nice balance to it. I I'd be I'd be stunned if Thomas Young doesn't start this week. Just because that's how it
1: happened. The the sort of. Rotation
2: of that seven yeah. seems to be. I mean, I'll be honest, for me, it's almost horses for courses for me with Ellis and Ellis and Tom mm. and, and Thomas. But I like the but, but my point is, I like the makeup. I like having an outright yeah. seven and then Tamani at eight, I'm really liking. I think he's getting better. I think he's got a little bit more work that needs to be done on his at the base of a scrum, which to be fair, it, you know, that's just a symptom of Cardiff not having necessarily as dominant a scrum. Uh, I think Alex Mann is just pretty good. I don't know if maybe if Shane Lewis Hughes is a little bit I mean, we said last week he's a bit he's a bit croc, so I don't know if he'd be close to being fit now. Maybe not, because I think we said a few weeks. Yeah. We? I'd
1: be surprised um, if it's this week. I think it might be next week, but um hopefully, but yeah, hopefully I, mean, I, said, is, I don't
2: yeah. see I don't see anyone coming in. Um I said Ben Thomas would be great. I don't know. I don't know if we, I'd be very tempted to start. I'd quite like to see Beetham have another go at 15 as well. I thought you did really well. I'll
1: yeah. Think I think I'd start Winnet again, but that's, that's, um, I, I don't know. It's, I, I like, I do like Winnet, And I think this, as I mentioned, I think it could be a game where tries, there's quite a few tries um, and that suits Winnet perhaps a little bit. Uh, a bit more of an open game, a chance to use his footwork, um, as opposed I think to either the...
2: way, they're both going to be involved because we just don't have outside backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless, Unless you're he... using Ben Thomas as um, 10, 12, and 15 cover.
1: Yeah, let's not see that again because, as as great a player as Ben Thomas is, he's not 15 as I've said before. But the the other thing is the game of web option. Obviously, he's had a week now, yeah. getting to grips with things. Uh, had a chat with him after the game. You know, nothing, nothing major, obviously, but um, just about right, him settling in, and he's, you know, he's, he seems to be enjoying his, his time down here, and he's excited to get the opportunity. So, um, I suppose
2: wing is an easier, pos- you know, if there is an easy position to to slot into a side, I suppose wing is one of
1: the easier ones. Yeah, you're probably angering the whole mega <laughs> fraternity there, but yeah, I, I, I'd I'd uh, I'd hasten to agree because. Um, I suppose defensively is the big work on, but in terms of yeah. you, your basics, you know, your your run, your your kick chase, they don't really change. It's just, you're still what kick chasing. Defensively, still... I
2: mean, most teams operate a, you know, most teams operate a back three pendulum. You get yeah. the odd one or two still has a 15-10 drop back for the backfield cover. Yeah. But, you know, particularly with the sort of, our, you know, we have a bit more of an aggressive defence. We like to make, you know, we have blind and open side wingers dropping back and switching across because it just makes life easier and then Mm -hmm. Thomas is almost as an extra center it's yeah so I feel like it probably slots in a bit easier because we don't we don't all we're not always bringing our wingers in into the midfield to to do things we tend to have them out wide tend to keep more I know Josh Adams does occasionally come in but that's you know I think a very unique thing for Josh Adams like because he can he is almost an uh, you know an underweight back row at times. The way he can you know he can pick and go from the base.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I, I don't think. I think. Yeah. So put put a number on. So I said. So I said. I. I. I don't know. I just. I'm just being incredibly pessimistic. So hopefully you can be the optimist. So I'm going zebra by two.
0: I'll
1: go. Parrot by. Ooh. I've got a weird four or seven in my head. I think I don't know why that is. I'm is something. I'm either thinking twenty five thirty two or thirty two thirty six. Um, yeah. uh, I'll go with the latter. I'll go with no. I'll go with the former. Like twenty five thirty two. Exciting, but not too ridiculous. Um,
2: Cardiff by seven, then sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I just, I just think it's still, um it's still one of those games that Cardiff can win and perhaps I don't want to say a step too far for Zebra but perhaps one that still Zebra can't get over the line in um, and I, you know I'd like to see them get a few wins this season and yeah. I'm really happy they have got one already but um, oh, oh, oh by the by how good to the U we haven't played um, we haven't seen Sharks down at Cardiff Cardiff's Cardiff Park yet because that dark side, once all the internationals back, is going to be a completely different prospect, isn't it? And we're going to be playing them in Durban. Yes, exactly. If it rains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the best to that game, because that's going to be interesting yeah. with how, any, how the internationals coming back and uh, that side should be strengthened by that point. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. I I managed to make a positive into a negative, didn't I? How did I
2: manage yeah. that? i we are going to win on the weekend. There we go. We'll finish on that. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's is the problem, you know. We we have got two sort of negative voices. We need to we need to find like a g- happy, g- happy. So if you want, if you want to join, if you you know, if anyone wants to have a crack at the pod and be be Mister Positive, more well, welcome. Unfortunately, most Cardiff fans I know are as jaded as I. Um, so we're just going to go a bit wider, wider into sort of the Cardiff regional pathways responsibilities. Talk a bit, talk a bit of premiership. Um, so unfortunately, the Rags also lost on Saturday down at Caps, so they went down 26-15 to our black and amber rivals Newport. So at least the Newport based team can beat the can be a a blue and black team. Uh
1: not needed. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: I I, I aimed at one particular individual, and he loves me really. Um. So <laughs> Merthyr beat Aberavon 35 and Ponty beat Swansea thirty five eighteen. Um. So that leaves the Premiership table in terms of those those three teams. Um. We we, we had an argument off. We had a discussion off pod. Obviously, as far as we're aware, they're the three Cardiff based regions. Um. Anyone listening, if you want us to go a bit deeper and cover other games. Other games of the pods. Um, we can do I I said I have sort of run out of time to watch just the URC game, the URC games and the old premiership games, keep an eye on some Tafts abroad. But you know, we're we're more than happy to. So looking at their table, so we've got Merthyr in the fifth. So they've got a they've got two games in hand off of um top Lundovery and are 19 points behind. Then you've got the Rags in seventh and Pontier in ninth. And they've both got a uh, game in hand as well. So, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you uh, saw the Rags game at all or any of the Premiership.
1: I I, I, I didn't see that game. Obviously, I saw the um, the Neath Briggend game on the weekend, and I have been keeping track. You know, Ponty, It's been a bit of a difficult season for them. They've lost a couple of games that. In previous season, they probably sh- wouldn't have. They lost tightly to Ponte Paul, they lost a couple of other games. Um, Cardiff, I think it was always expected the season was going to be a bit of a rebuild. Last season, obviously, successful and nearly successful in many ways. And and um they've lost a lot of players, Cardiff. Um, whether that be your Alex Mans and Evan Daniels to the to the regional side, whether that be other players to the English Championship. So it's going to be a difficult season, and uh, I don't. I'm not too surprised to see them outside the top sort of five places. Merth are uh, obviously still there, still, still in with a good shout of reaching the playoffs. The the surprise has been Pontypool. You know how how well they settled into that league, uh, having been promoted is brilliant, and the the support they had the other week against Steyvel was superb. It was great to see.
2: Yeah, just one note on Pula. Like it's it's nice for them to fu- get some vindication after. The, yeah. The, like, fr- frankly, I I've always thought it was a bit shitty how how poorly they've been treated and how often they were refused entry into the Premiership for technicalities or deciding to ring fades. And now they've come in. They've shown that like, they're really good. Unfortunately for Neath, not having the same, the same same uh, success
1: needs to just but, need to get over the line. They need they need that win. Like they are, and I, I, I mean this, I don't mean this as derogatory as my sound, but they are the zebra version that like they yeah. just need to get over the line. If they get over the line, they might win a couple on the bounce because they have been close there or thereabouts, they were there or thereabouts against Brigend on the weekend. Uh, sorry on Thursday night. Um and Brigend scored a brilliant breakaway try. He scored Scored another nice try, but oh, Neath were in that game, could have won it. Um but yeah, it's 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 been tight, and I am excited for the, for the back end of this syndical prem season because I think any of those top, I'm gonna to say top five sides could win it. Um, going down to Mirtha from Dandavery down to Mirtha that includes Newport, Pontypool and Nevervale. And I wouldn't have thought ball could have won it at the start of the season. Um but yeah, I, I think a bit too far for Aberavon, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong in that, and
2: happy to be proved wrong. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I think we, we we mentioned with you know the way the with it the rags are set up. You know they are, you know they they as much as they are their own thing at times. They are a, a second team for you know a direct second team for card for cut. You know the pro side. So mm. you know normally you'd you'd see like I think we saw two academy players this this time out. And a couple of permit players, whereas normally you had a lot, you know, you'd you'd see quite a few more. You know, I think they'd be struggling at centre as well, so they had to rope in Jason Harry's into the centres. You, know, you know, I think that's just an you know a knock on effect we were always going to see. You know, we saw it, you know, unfortunately Clemethley got base you know basically well uh, are uh, playing at all this uh, this season. <clears throat> Although I, I feel like Scots tended to use command and Queensland every and more for the I don't always see that many um in planethly, but maybe, I'm, maybe I maybe just wasn't paying enough attention. Um,
1: any other things you want to discuss before? think um, no, I don't think there is anything else this week. Um, I'm just I'm, I was just wondering, to be honest, we you know this week has been so bleak in terms of four sides losing. If we're going to talk about that in terms of all the regions, what you know, Card- if Cardiff don't win, obviously Dragons have got Ospreys, but Scarlets are trying to Leinster. It's it's going to be another difficult weekend, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I said this. This is a nice weekend because it's one where we're guaranteed to have a Welsh team win.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this will be the week there's a draw, won't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was I was so tempted on that to
2: to put that in my prediction for for when we do the wrap predictions to put a draw, but something in my head just I, I something just says <laughs> Ospreys win.
1: See, I yeah,
2: did. I did looking that, at Cardiff game. Look, games. Ah. Yeah, I I do think it's going to get. It does seem to get worse each, like particularly once we get past the Christmas break, there's some very hard fixtures. So, is it? so we have new. Year, so our first, first fixture of the new year is Osprey's Away, which will be uh, which has been confirmed to be at the brewery field. For those interested in heading down. You know, it should be a bit of a com- nicer commute. Bridgend is a marginally better place in the industrial estate that Swansea.com is based in. But yeah, so from there then, was our next game is in February and we are hosting Connet. That could be a good one. I always, I always say that there's Although some people complain there's no rivalries, I feel like Connacht is a team that we we could be have a really good rivalry because those are always clo- usually close tense games with a bit of niggle. But then we've got <coughs> uh said we're hosting Leinster at home in March. Uh that's not you know. I know a Jared penalty got us got us a win a couple of years ago. Then we're away to Glasgow. We don't travel to Glasgow very well. We've had some very horrid scorelines from there. Uh, you know, and is it we've got, where is it? We've got Ulster at home at some point as well. We're away to Munster. No, so no, we're away to Ulster and Munster. Uh, then, you know, to end the season, we've got our South Africa tour, which is, you know, those are going to be the weeks where we're going to be hoping for bonus points or this, that and the other. And we're going to South Africa to play Play Lions and the Sharks, uh, yeah. It's it, it could be a very grim season from here on
1: out for us. If you want some more positive news, <laughs> if you want some more positive I, news. I, I was I was just going to mention uh, worth if if you are looking for more rugby to watch, Aviva Premiership starts this weekend. Um, yeah, sorry, the Allianz Premiership. I said the Aviva Premiership. The there we go. Power. Uh, the power. Yeah. The Alliance Premiership Women's Rugby obviously uh many Welsh interests, whether or not they're playing, I don't know after direct fee commitments, but Bristol Bears have got plenty of Welsh talent to on offer Gloucester. Saras- Saracens. Gloss are not playing this week because they, yeah, they've they've got the Worcester by. But um has have got a couple as well. Um and then Sunday, the game that is being billed as the uh the, what do we call it? The Cardiff the Tafts abroad, the Cardiff abroad uh, wing battle between Faye Waboso and Lucy Samet, the double barreled double barreled um, shoot off for for want of a much better phrase. Um it could be it could be one they both
2: play on the right wing. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: but they build it as it, so I'm trying to build it out for them. I do know. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah um. Nah, uh, just something else to watch, isn't it? To see two two young Cardiff-born talents going at it against in uh, opposing sides, it could be quite interesting to see who comes out on top there. Uh, and maybe, well,
2: and you know, we might get even get twelve minutes of Maxwell in off the bench at thirteen when Chris Har- when they get fed up with Chris Harris. As I, it, it it frustrates me. Like Gloucester talk, all they talk about wanting to be a young refreshing team, and then you look at the centres they start. <laughs> But that's that's that's, that's grog But I mean, you know, I'm sure Max is loving the fact he's get he's not getting anywhere near as bad as he would be playing for Cardiff, not playing anywhere near as many minutes, on probably a better whack as well.
1: Yeah, just uh, it may not be. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't impact him on in terms of uh, Wales opportunities because I I do like the look of them twelve sure. I, I had the one,
2: I had the one, you know, I had this thought with um, the idea of Dylan Lewis being one of our top, you know, still being up there with the tight heads and, you know, saying, well, he probably not going to be starting Metro Queensland. And I remember Tom Francis very really started for Exeter and he was still our top one because Gatlin sort of went, well, no, it's just the way Rob Baxter wants to use Thomas Francis off the bench. And I think, he you know, he sort of went, I can, I can, I can get him up to internet. Like that's one one thing with Gatland, you know. He, he, he does believe in his own strength and conditioning teams.
0: So oh, yeah. Like exactly.
2: It doesn't necessarily, like, if he sees the potential in someone, he will back them and he won't, you know, won't necessarily do like the pivot thing of just chop and change and, you know, have a new, you know, have a Tombola, you know, stick to players, even if you don't necessarily want, see why. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll help him out. I don't know. Hopefully. Because, uh, like I say... He's
2: a very talented player. and Deserves a chance, I think. Yeah. So, um, I th- I feel like we've 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 talked another meh. I I th- I feel like we're going to call it a meh result for Cardiff because I can't say I was overwhelmingly happy or disappointed. So I will yeah. Stick with meh. I'm gonna go with meh, and so I think that leaves me to say thank you, thank you to my to my co-host Carwin uh uh thank you to you lot the listeners if I, I i'm told about this some of you out there uh please check us out on the new so on the new twitter the new twitter page uh i i had to go with uh with doing a light doing a live live tweeting of of the Cardiff game uh let me know if you want that to continue We might get if carwin isn't working maybe asking to, to do it as he'll have a little bit more experience and it'll be a little bit less sarcastic uh, feel free to come and answer any questions. Sorry, I forgot to we forgot to put out a, a thing asking for questions for tonight. Uh, we will try and do that more, but feel free to message the pod directly, and we will we will pick that up. And yeah, if there are any segments, if you want certain get, if you think there are any guests you want to try and get on, we will try and get some on. But other than that, I just want to say thanks again for listening and ta Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cardiff Central Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us as it really helps spread the word. You can find us on all usual social media channels or email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. And remember, whatever they question is, rugby is always the answer. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.